Blurred up, blurred up. Welcome to the show where we talk about nerd culture from a BPOV, a black POV. I am your host, Brendan, along with Sky. Say what up. Hey, what's going on, guys? How's it going out there? And my man, Blaze. Say what's up. What up, what up, all? Before we get started, I'd like the gentlemen to introduce themselves. We'll start with uh, my man, Blaze. Yeah, what's up? My name is Blaze, a.k.a. Rufio. I'm an old school gamer from way back in the day. I come from New Zealand. And back playing my first, my first real love in the gaming world would have been Final Fantasy VII. Then moved on up to probably Halo Combat Evolved, and that's where my love of FPSs came in. Played a bit of Doom and like Unreal Tournament back in the days, but oh yeah, remember those those fast-paced action games. But now nah, Halo Combat Evolved is where it really started off for me. But coming from New Zealand, ping, ping, ping. Wow, that is the story of my gaming life. <laughs> I cool. tell you what. All right, fair enough. Uh, so my name is Sky Muhammad. Uh, I hail from the little hamlet of Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, we've got lots of rockets and rednecks, uh, and, <laughs> and uh, in between the, a lot of smart people. Uh, I've been gaming for the majority of my life. Uh, I think uh, I started my my first actual console that I had was uh, I had an, an old school Atari, um, and we were playing everything from combat to uh, uh, Breakout. Gosh, all those old cartridges, right? Uh, and then the very next, the very next, uh, what was it? I think we went straight to Nintendo from that. And uh, I think we amassed about 114 different games for that thing. Uh, and I still have it. So it's somewhere in my mother's uh, front closet somewhere, more than likely collecting dust. Uh, so after that, I was actually on a hiatus for a while, and I got into the uh, PC gaming for a long time. Uh, started playing a lot of... A lot of FPS. The the first generation FPS is Doom, sure. Wolfenstein 3D. Oh yeah. Mm. I didn't have a console from between that entire time from the time I think I was 1996 until I was well out of university at that time. I was going on to grad school, uh, and I got right back into console gaming again. Still do a lot of the com- computer gaming, but uh, console gaming is really where it's at. I'm playing a lot of uh, a lot of Titanfall 2 these days. Um, you guys can can find me at Desert Wolf Eight Zero for all you guys that are out there on uh, Xbox Live. So, come find me at me. We'll see. We'll see what you can do. <laughs> come yes. at me, bro. Come at me. <laughs> Desert Wolf. I like that. That's it. The well, Atari days. So did you did you ever uh, rock the sixty four as well? I did. I actually did. I. It, it's funny that you said that because Brendan is a huge Nintendo guy. The last Nintendo console that I had was GameCube. I had okay. a GameCube, and, and it's a it was, great system. It was, yeah, it was gifted to me, and, and we were we were on. I mean, we we played that thing till the break of dawn, uh, days back. But that was the last. That was the last Nintendo console that I actually had. A lot of people started getting Wii's and things like that. Yeah, I never really got into the Wii. I felt like the Wii was a little bit too cheesy, I guess. But uh, it was really popular, and, and and we used to call the we used to call the Wii Wii the uh, the, the the yard dart. Of the of the gaming world, it was what you did when you got like a lot of old, like middle aged people that were gaming I mean, in the late seventies. True, it was in, they were in retirement homes. They really were. They were, they, they were in re- retirement homes, and you know people that didn't have we we used to we used to crack on those guys like there was none other. Okay. Um, so, again, just saying, 
Xbox is where it's at, but you know. I mean, we know that's I'm, a lie. I'm, I'm, I'm biased. Well, I don't know. After that E3 conference, Xbox did come to the party. Yo. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, just a quick introduction for myself. As Sky said, I am a big Nintendo fan. I own a Switch currently. I also own a PS4. Um, my favorite game, arguably, would be Metroid Prime for the GameCube. No, for sure. That kind of blew my mind. I'm also a big fan of the original Metal Gear Solid for PS. Nice. One. Oh, great game. Great uh, game. I have a secret love for Jet Set Radio for the Dreamcast. Not a lot of <laughs> folks talk about that game, but I love that game, that universe. And uh, You yeah. might be the biggest blurred here. Thank you. I'm pretty positive. That's why you Also, big love for Melee, of course, which, of course, we're going to dig into that oh, nice. sure. later nice. on. All right. So let's start the show. <coughs> we're going to start off talking about the Microsoft press conference because that was one of the earlier ones yeah absolutely yeah, we could talk about ea but honestly there's not much <sighs> i mean if we talk say. about ea i'm just gonna get angry i'm gonna get triggered yeah get i triggered. think all of us right here will agree that <laughs> ea is just one of those companies we just do not want to talk about not at all and in fact i, I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna just refer to them to that and refer to them as that company mm-hmm. that company i tell you what how about just really quick would you like to talk about your impressions of anthem as far as I'm concerned with Anthem, there's there's been a lot of brouhaha over that game for the past two years. Uh, the, the, the main takeaway that I got from it was that it's going to be another one of those games that is kind of piggybacking on, on the success of the, the live shooters. For example, a lot of the live shooters that really went, went live a couple of years ago with Destiny 2. Destiny yeah. 2 really kind of set it off, and they wanted to piggyback off that. It really looks very immersive. Uh, we don't know that much about the storyline that right now. We know little bits and pieces. What we do know is that it doesn't take place on Earth. It takes place on a, another world uh, that's not yet named. But we do know that, as far as the backstory goes, is that there was a colony that was established by more or less godlike creatures. Uh, and they were used something called the Anthem of Creation right. to create this planet. For reasons unknown, they got up, decided, look, this isn't working out. We're going to just kick rocks, but we're also going to leave all of our tools and all of our, 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 our tech behind. And by the way, most of it's still online and all these freak things are going to happen to you during an actual live online game. So it's going to be a dynamic multiplayer. Uh, I can't wait for it personally. I just really like, I was, you know, they had me at Exosuit. You say exosuit to me, I press like. That's the kind of person that I am. But the graphics, the immersion that we did see from the reveal trailer that they had was pretty amazing that they had about, I guess, last year. Yeah. What they showed at E3 gave us a bit more of an idea of what the, the player environment's going to be like, and I'm, I'm pretty excited. I've got, I've got nothing but good things to say about it so far. I mean, for me, I'm looking at the game and I'm thinking, yeah, of course, it looks beautiful. You know, you get to fly around in these cool-ass exosuits, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff. To me, a lot of that's very standard these days of how, like, FPS shooters are sort of going. Like, you know, the, mo- the mobility has always been a big sort of contentious issue, especially in FPS games. Yeah. But as consoles get faster, as people get more used to playing them, of course, you know, movements is going to have to reflect that. And so I'm cool with that. But the big thing for me for, um, for Anthem is it just looks like Destiny... Three. I can get with that. I mean, I I'm hoping it's not. I mean, the the guys who who are developing it, you know, they've got a good history. They did. They went through the Mass Effect series, and it was a great yeah. series, great storyline to it. So they've got people behind them who can make a good story. Right. But it's whether they can deliver on that story or not. Destiny 
one and two, their stories were very, were very short. And even though they promised a lot with Destiny 2, I felt the story was flat as how with three very generic stereotype characters. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. I do. Again, you know, I'm 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 really into the the idea of what they've got. You know, everything mm. looks good from that from that end. I'm gonna have to agree with you on the fact that that there is that that grain of salt that you kind of have to sprinkle on it, right? Right, because of, of course, you know, when they show you at E3, they're trying to get you dazzled. Of course, the thing that I'm I I probably would be concerned with is that you know this is this is a pretty big undertaking. They're trying to more or less keep that momentum that they had going with live shooters that have dynamic uh, storylines that more or less are, you know, they, they want to get something that has a, a long, a long time that, that can evolve a long term yeah. evolution, so to speak. Right. Sort of something that can grow as it goes yeah, on. It's not just exactly. a single game that they can add like expansions on and things like that, which is the way a lot of the game companies are trying to do at the moment. It's not just a game, but it's right. what they can add on to it. And I mean, if they can make sure that the storyline is there and yeah. they can add to the storyline, then I'm cool with that, but it's just a lot of game companies at the moment they're, they're wanting to add on to it, but they just can't bring the storyline there and make it cohesive and going all the way through and keep it very interesting. Yeah. And that's one thing I'm very worried about with Anthem. So let's go on to Microsoft's conference. Yeah. Let's just go around the room and get your quick overall thoughts of it, and then we'll go a little deeper into it. Yeah. Our favorite games, things that we were disappointed with, okay. surprises, etc. Uh, as far as the Microsoft conference goes, uh, I'm trying to be as objective as I can because I am I am an Xbox guy. I did do my best to watch as much of the other conferences as I could, uh, and again, you know, I've been very like hella busy over this past uh, week. I will say though, uh, Microsoft's they they really did make a splash. They had the largest attendance that they've ever had for an uh, E3 conference. They had a lot of titles that they went through. Everything that they more or less came with, I think that you know they they were really trying to make an impression that Xbox One still has a lot of leg left uh, on it, uh, and especially that they just released uh, Xbox uh, One S. What was it? A year ago? A year and a half ago? About a year and a half. About a year and a half ago. Still has a lot of leg, and you know the the sales for the Xbox One S are real standard. They're doing quite well with it, so. I think that Microsoft is still is tr was trying to make their mark. I really do think that they were trying to say we've got a lot of leg left, uh, you know, on this console, and uh, we're going to try to milk it for for all it's worth. I mean, I was very impressed with the Microsoft conference. I, like in previous years, they've been I felt very very flat. Yeah, they haven't had like a whole lot to offer, but this year, it really felt like they really decided to come to the table. They've listened to their you know their gaming community, they listened to their fans, and they've heard what they've said, and they decided right we're gonna turn our company around a bit try and you know make our direction much more gamer focused yeah and that's really what it felt like from the conference and i was quite very happy with it and also with the developer like they had not just the games but they also picked up a whole bunch of developer companies yeah yeah and i was sure. really happy about that and they even put the teaser out for the next generation of consoles which was another interesting one to see that they are you know their eyes are on the future yeah and you know has yeah same thing like i am a bit of an Xbox fanboy who's sort of fallen off. Like, I've only really stayed with him just because of Halo. Yeah. But I really felt good after this concert, after this conference. It did feel revitalizing, mm. in my opinion, for, for, the, for the Xbox One community in particular. This conference was solid. I also think it was a little deceptive. Yeah. In the sense, I think Microsoft and Sony played their conferences very differently, and we'll talk a little more about that later. Microsoft 
bragged, we're going to show 50 games today, and was it 18 will be exclusive, and some other ones are timed <laughs> exclusive, maybe. Time exclusive, console yeah. exclusive. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, you know, the funny. Yeah. Halo, Halo 6 looks great. I don't know what to expect from Halo, because 12 years ago, yeah. Halo was a name, a force, right? I mean, I feel like when the Xbox first came out, and Halo Combat Evolved came out, and especially when Halo 2 mm-hmm. went online. Yeah. People, Nintendo fans and Sony fans, even though they had their respective consoles, they were still like, man, but we're Halo, though. Yeah. But I feel <laughs> like that that prestige is kind of... Gotten dimmed. It yeah, really it's a bit. And so I, I really wonder how... What they're going to do with 6. Well, 343 has a... You know, they've got a lot to answer for for this because, you know, a lot of this does fall on their shoulders. In saying that, with what they've done with Sixes, uh, it looks like they've actually listened to the community. Yeah. Like, after Halo 5 came out, the community was, you know, spitting tacks about not having enough Chief, you know, master, you know, having Locke in there. And also their art style and the way that sort of Halo had been moving ever since 343 had taken over. And then, of course, the, the Master Chief collection and the absolute debacle that was. Yeah, that was... But the thing with 343 is, though, something. I have to... Yeah. It was something. <laughs> um, I, you have to give them credit, though, because I've actually got a developer team that they've set fully aside to work solely on Master Chief Collection and to bring it up to speed. And then now, from what we see from the trailer from Halo's, um, Halo Infinite, so we're not 100% sure it's Halo 6 yet, but sure. it basically is. Yeah. Um, you know, it seems like they're going to go back to the old art style. They've got like the Master Chief, you saw his helmet out there. It seems like they're going to go back to the old art style. Yeah. And I've promised it will be more chief orientated and even after halo 5 like they do have the storyline there i mean the halo universe is a fully flushed out universe it is you know it's on on the same sort of scope as like star wars or mcu or something like that you know there's other material there and they've got looks like they've got the new engine they've got the direction you know if they do the art style again everything's there but yeah. it's a matter of whether they can go for it or not yeah i'm 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 along the same lines of thinking that you have uh regarding you know what 343 really is trying to answer for mm-hmm. uh i think what you see is exactly what they have on their hands is that they know that they've got a product that sells they know that they've got a story they've got the mythology they've got the essence of what you know the halo universe really is the thing that they're really trying to do now is that they're trying to more or less go to what looks to me a a, a completely white paper project where they are, you know, they're clear, they're clearing the slate without getting rid of uh, all of the mythology, you know, to where we are at present day. I'm pretty positive what we saw at E3 regarding that specific trailer. I really do think that that the slip space engine itself was really the showcase, yeah, more so than actual the upcoming Halo, uh, as yet to be titled Halo Six. So I think right now what they're trying to do is is to really re reacquire a lot of that that old passion that people had for Halo because it was a household name yeah. and, and it still is to an extent. But the passion that was there for it, if you go back, you know, a decade ago, a, a decade and a half ago, people were just always talking about it. People were always into it. So I think they're looking to rekindle that spark. All right, let's dig into the games that we thought stood out. So. Before I talked about Sekiro, and I immediately thought of Sony's samurai game that's coming out, Ghost yeah, of right. Tsushima. Right. This game is being developed by From Software. Uh, Sekiro, it means one-armed wolf. 
Right. Which is about a samurai who got his arm cut off, and now he has a prosthetic that he can use to grapple like Spider-Man. Yeah, things like, yeah, he's Dude, flying attach around the things. So it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. But it, I originally thought it was exclusive to Xbox, but it is not. So that's kind of a thing I thought about with this conference. Like, yeah, it's great that you showcase these games on your platform, but I know I'm just going to buy it for... I mean, there's a, there's a few <laughs> games like that as well. Like, there's, there's a really, lot of games. Yeah. There's a lot of games There was like an that. interesting one, like, the way that sort of unfolded too, because they did, they did Kingdom Hearts. Right. It was, yeah. Which was obviously, and then Square did that at their conference, and they also did a Fallout, uh, Fallout 76. 76, right. yeah. Which then um, Bethesda went on and did, you know, their conference too. So that was kind of interesting that Microsoft managed to pull that off from those two developer companies to get them to premiere there first. Right. At the Microsoft one, both knowing that they had their own conferences going for. That was a smart marketing ploy on, on, on the behalf of uh, what you have with. And I think that Microsoft calculated and, and played their cards right on that one. And the reason why, before trying, without revealing too much, I really do think that what they saw with a lot of these blockbuster franchises that are bringing in their new titles or their, their sequels that we'll get into in a moment, I think that they saw, hey, look, these are some titles that are going to definitely you know steal the show yeah. at their conferences we're going to need to to try to strategize a bit and pull some sleight of hand and i think that was on purpose for sure, sure. Oh, of course. Yes. Definitely, for sure. definitely on purpose and, and they did it and i gotta give them props i i think that they really came came correct with it mm. because it was really that ploy that kind of got you to pay attention more to the platform and looking at the, the games themselves and the titles sure yeah indeed so let's, I, now that we have that out the way, let's focus on the exclusives. Yeah. So the first one, the big one was Crackdown, or besides Halo, was Crackdown. Crackdown, Crackdown yeah. Crackdown yeah. 3. We were talking about this earlier today, but even though Crackdown looks interesting, it still looks like a very underpopulated world to me. Yeah. And that mm. kind of bugs me. It feels more like a, a simulator. <laughs> like... <laughs> Metal Gear VR missions or something. Yeah. This is a simulator as opposed to like a fully fleshed out world. Right. So I mean, Crackdown 1 was like that as well. Like I remember that. Crackdown 1 wasn't an overly populated world. And then you compare that, like you said before, like if you compare it to something like GTA. Yeah. Which, especially GTA 5, like, you know, you're walking around that world and there's just people and cars everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see whether that, you know, what they were showing is like how far through production that is. Sure. And then how much they will throw into the final product is always difficult to tell. Sure. Sure. I think uh, I think what I'm seeing with Crackdown, again, you know, going to what I've been doing with PC, I've been playing a lot of the, the Arma franchise, the Arma 3 in particular. Mm. And what I'm seeing is that they're trying to really get that parody now with a lot of these games, such as uh, what you have with the GTA franchise, with these large open world, very very immersive right. uh, games that you that just play for hours and hours and hours, and you're still not even, you know, you get like ten percent of the you, you get ten percent of the 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 whole game, and and it can go on for, you know, indefinitely if you really wanted to, and I think that's what you're starting to see, you know, with with games like Arma for you PC guys out there, you PC guys and gals out there, you know, Arma is this. There's so many modders out there in the community. And there's so many different iterations and there's a lot of role playing that's going on. I really do feel like that that's what they're trying to push toward 
is trying to get consoles because as these next generation consoles that to come as those come online you know here in the next you know two three four years you're gonna see a lot of that parody because you know what you could do with a gaming console now compared to what you can do with a computer sure of course you know computers you've got a lot more that you can do but you're you're seeing that the, the gap, yeah the gap is definitely the gap is, closing, being, yeah. is being closed really quick and i think games like crackdown also with fallout 76 right. which is going to be completely <clears throat> online you're going to start seeing a lot more of that a lot more of the the role-playing dedicated service probably to, to come with that where you're playing you know you've got to be you've got to do role play right yeah. so i think that's what we're going to start seeing for that and, and it's underpopulated right now because i think that they're trying to scale it down from what you can do with pc and put that same playability and those same functions into a console experience so especially if you move it into the online realm as well because if you do compare like gta 5 if you compare it from offline to the online world yeah there's obviously a huge difference there because having the extra you know populated world and stuff does obviously take up a lot of memory and space and stuff not yeah. everybody's like internet connections and stuff are quite at that level yet to be able to download and maintain like that populated space right but of course as we start going forward like you know as technology in every country start to evolve that will become more and more a reality keeping that yeah. like that space fully online sure will crackdown be online did they say that it was going to be an online game yeah. I don't. I don't think that they they they, they said that directly. I think that they were alluding a lot yeah. towards the but fact that that Crackdown will end up being and also the fact that online. Microsoft is doing a lot of these Windows <coughs> like you know dual platform Windows you know, right right um, console games as well now like the Play Anywhere thing that they're trying to promote on sort of kind of feels as like where that should be going yeah or might be going I think so okay let's keep it rolling that new Metro game yeah is that exclusive or timed exclusive the other games are also out for ps4 ps4 right but i think they came out on xbox first they they were i think that this that this is a timed exclusive as it well it feels like a time yes uh, i'm pretty positive it was because the 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 fact that they did a time exclusive with the first metro was a a smash for them and they did a really good job with it uh i, I i've read the met the, the books that metro is based off of and it's mm. it's a fantastic series of books I, i'd highly recommend it for those of you out there that are looking for a post-apocalyptic depressing read Ding. um <laughs> but uh i will say that that with what the game how great the, the first game was i really enjoyed it i still play a bit of it to to, to this day I'm really looking forward to this one coming out because it really looks like that they've taken taken it up a notch. You know, the Exodus uh, moniker with them going out into the you know into the wasteland, into the cursed earth, so to speak. I think a lot of people are looking forward to that and into what they're going to find in, in the environments that that what we've seen from the the trailers. They played Massive Attack, so I'm I'm in. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, was I was sick. sold. That was dope. <laughs> I was yeah. sold. They they had me at Massive Attack as well. Forza looks. Awesome. awesome. It, yeah. it's one of those racing car games that you know. I mean, Forza's like been their, their pinnacle. Yeah, you know, it's been one of those ones that's been going on for a while. Personally, I haven't really touched too many racing games since GT, uh, since GT Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo, yeah. But it's one of and the other one was um, Burnout Paradise. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like I'm, sure. I'm a huge Burnout fan. Yeah. Thanks, EA. <laughs> Thank you, EA. But you know, Forza, Forza looks beautiful. It does. I, I was really blown away by by just the the amount of detail because these racing games, and like you said, I I haven't really touched a lot of racing games in in over the past 
you know, several generations of racing games, to be honest with you. I took a look at Forza and, and really took some time to actually go online and look at what they're doing with the game. It's massive. Uh, it is, you know, as beautiful as it looks, the previous Forza was really good. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. And it really got me back into, you know, if they do, if they do a sequel, I'm going to actually pick this up. And when I saw it and saw what they're doing with the, the, the game itself, I'm, I'm hooked. So the, that might be one I'm going to have to pick up. The seasonal changes and the events that yeah. are going to happen. Oh, and the, that that depends on the season. The di- yeah, the dynamic, the di- dynamic uh, season changes. That's the just seamless co-op. That was crazy. Yeah, just chatting while you're you're just driving. All of a sudden, you just pull up. Guy says, "Yo, what's up?" And you just you just start. It's amazing. You start racing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I just love the the end scene where all the cars are going off the ramp yeah. together, and these are like all your friends or just strangers. It's interesting how when the original Xbox came out. The killer app was Halo. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like with Xbox One, it's Forza right now, this racing game. I'd, I'd almost agree I'd, with that. I'd, I'd have to. I'd I mean, have everyone to loves, you know, everyone loves yeah. Gears of War, but I feel like, again, the Gears heyday was like Xbox 360. I mean, it's still big. It's still big. And, you know, the freaking, you know, we're going to we'll, right we'll, we'll the, get to into the new Gears. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like just Forza, every time I see them reveal a Forza game, it's like, Man, I don't own an Xbox, but if I owned one, that would be probably the first game yeah. I yeah. bought. It, it it just it, it blew me away how how good it looks. Just just the 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 frame rates that they were they were the sixty FPS mode yeah. they're gonna have. Which is finally, yeah. Okay, you mentioned this earlier, but I wrote down in my notes the actual studios that they acquired. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the initiative. Yep. So there was. Five? Playground yeah. Games, Playground, Ninja Theory, Undead Games, and Compulsion Games. Right, and and Undead is the those are the developers that are behind the Dying Light, the Dying franchise. Light yes. franchise, correct? Yeah. And even though they previewed Dying Light and it looks also amazing, yeah. we can yeah. talk about that right now too. It's Dying Light Two is not an exclusive. I'm not mistaken. It's not exclusive. It, it it will be for a multi platform release. Yes. And I guess that's probably a deal that they struck before they signed out. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And I and, and and I think that you're seeing a lot of that, and in particular, what you're seeing with a lot of these these developers that are putting out amazing content. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of call these guys the the, the SoundCloud developers, <laughs> uh, and 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 I mean that in a, in in the most flattering sense possible, uh, not in the you know little yachty sense. No no offense, but but <laughs> but. What I what, the reason why I say that is because you've had all these developers like for example like CD Projekt Red, right? CD right. Pro- Projekt Red from you know Warsaw, Poland, and these guys got together and they've been working on Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven for years now, Which and looks amazing. incredible. You've got that. a lot of these developers that are just putting out killer content, and. These you know these big labels and these these big conglomerates you know like for example EA EA picked up Respawn, and they unfortunately for a lot of people they were really afraid that hey you know these guys are they're doing Respawn the Titanfall community was really really wary about that with good yeah with for good reason because of the loot box conspiracies yeah. right um, luckily that didn't really come to pass as much for Titanfall two but again you're seeing all these companies starting to pick up these independent developers and bring them in-house because, you know, they can't afford not to anymore. Yeah, especially, like, because, you know, the gaming world has blown up over the last, you know, five, ten years. Oh, yeah. And especially within the mobile world as well. Obviously, mobile gaming is just multi-billion dollar industry now. 
And you've got all these small little indie companies out there making such amazing content, but they don't have like the big developers and stuff like behind them, like to put the money behind to get their content out to the masses. Yeah. But it's nice to see that the you know the big companies are actually seeing what these smaller guys are doing and say, right, we'll take you under our wing, get your product and push it out there. Yeah. Obviously, that does come with its own risks, you know, whatever, you know, going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But it is nice to see that it's happening. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going to some more exclusives. That indie title, The Happy Few. Yeah. I think that was from one of those five developers, maybe Compulsion. I'm, I could be wrong. I think it was Compulsion Games that they're developing this game. Looks like a really interesting dystopian game did you all remember this game i actually i did not i I saw a snippet about it but unfortunately i did not catch all of the 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 highlights about we the the happy few um but the the some of my other some of my other mates they were talking about it just earlier this afternoon and they were saying that they they had good things to say about it i didn't catch all the details though i mean there weren't many details yeah. i mean the yeah, trailer there wasn't very much on the trailer the okay. trailer was these people were wearing masks they were they had to kind of paint themselves happy mm-hmm. and there was obviously darker darker undertones within exactly within the so in other words it's basically soul station after midnight <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that's Gangnam Station after midnight. Wow. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it's you've got these people all face painted up and like yeah. you know and the happy face. So it's like that forced you know, just like that forced dystopian, like not dystopian world, like that forced like you know oligarchy type top ah, down like thing. Gotcha. So okay. you've got you've got the establishment that's like forcing these people to think and be a certain way. So it sounds it sounds a lot like when you when you're saying that it sounds like the actual opposite of uh, equilibrium. Right, the mm. the movie Equilibrium, where you know the the suppression of emotion is more or less the way the the way of life. Where, in other words, now it's actually forced to be happy. I'm gonna have to find out more about this. Uh, I, I'm hope hopefully they'll give us more details. I mean, it looks it looks really interesting. Like you know, the premise from you know behind it looks really interesting. So obviously, not everybody's gonna you know fit into the society. They're gonna think, oh, okay, something is wrong. Right. So we need to go out and do something about it. And I guess that's probably where I start out from. But. Mm. You know, it's a nice little, it's a nice little interesting take from, like compared to like a lot of the other games these ways, which you know have like their you know same sort of storylines. Right. Like this one seems like a nice little cutaway, I guess, like a little little tangent away from the norm. Interesting. Cuphead. Yeah. Cuphead. Yes. The amount of painstakingly hours that must have gone into drawing that. Have you beat that game? Man, it looks again. It's very interesting where they are now halo was the big deal and then <coughs> gears became you know it kind of became a big deal and now right. xbox with xbox one s x yeah. came out yeah but still the best game of last year was cuphead, was cuphead. right this two 2d yeah. this 2d hand-drawn little out of nowhere game yeah that was just amazing yeah. most of the like of all the games that have been that showed i was most excited about cuphead this time like what new cuphead i know i'm i'm again you know it's it really does kind of reflect how diverse and how how much legroom that there is within the gaming community at large. Because now it's gone from being, you know, it's gone from being something that's just very niche and very, very geeky. And you have a very, very cultish following with different random franchises and, and random labels to now. It, you've got everything from 
something that you can sit your three or four year old kid down to to you know you've got people at geriatric clinics that are sitting around playing in the waiting rooms now yeah um cuphead really blew me away i it's something that really came out of nowhere like you said and it just took the world by storm i did yeah. and and, it, and i was just very very impressed by the fact that you there's still room again for hand animated digitally uh you know digitally rendered titles like that that's it's just amazing to me um the second one again I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and give it a good bit of space to to impress me um but the first one was just so much fun i I'm, i might have to pick that one up as well tunic looks like microsoft's zelda killer yeah it's a big core was Zelda that's, killer that's a that's a that's a that's a big that's a my bag big shoes to fill their partner yes indeed. well obviously the the way the, the game looks it definitely isn't going to kill breath of the wild but as far as 2D Zelda games. Yeah. This game looks really interesting. It's another game where I was like, huh, that, like Cuphead, it took me by surprise. Yeah. The premise seems interesting. The art looks great. Yeah. The gameplay looks looks cool. It looks fluid. It does. It does. And and again, I think that what you're seeing is they're, they're trying to fill some of those niches that were not there before for Xbox. Xbox was really kind of known as the, the just the platform, the Master Chief's platform yeah. you know or just just a, a shooters yeah a shooters it's a platform. shooters platform oh, well, yeah it was it was a shooters platform for a long time and then you had again like for example you had some 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 of the real uh bombshells that came out you know in the years past for example you know the witcher 3 when witcher 3 came out people picked it up on an xbox and it became an instant overnight hit um and you know with the with with a lot of these fantasy titles that have come full circle um, Zelda again is always going to be, you know, one of the goats, right? It's always going to be one of the goats. But you've got so much diversity in the, the the console gaming world now that people want it. They don't necessarily want to go out and buy another platform to play it on, and you know they want something of their own. So I'm 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 hoping that it, it delivers on what it, what it seems to promise. I missed one before we get to the big one. Session, the new skating game. Yeah, yeah finally a new skating game, possibly. Yeah. Tony Hawk, I mean, it came out right when I was in high school. That was my world. Yeah. I mean, I bought a skateboard because of that game. So I would love to have a next-gen skating game. Unfortunately, it seems exclusive to Xbox. So, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of hurt a little bit. But, yeah, you know, you know good, for, good for a game. Good for, good for Microsoft. That's cool. Yeah, but still, but, but, but again, and, and to use that as a segue into what I think we're about to talk about, I mean... You know, you can't you can't have all you can't have all the fun, man. True, can't have true, You true. can't so have all one, the fun. True, on just the one platform, no. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about this actually before we got into the, all the conferences, but I was really impressed by the amount of diversity of characters in these games, and we're gonna start off with Just Cause, even though Just Cause is a multi platinum, a multi platinum, multi platform, yeah, multi platform release. It features a Hispanic protagonist. Yeah. Yes. And I honestly can't think of a big blockbuster that has a major Hispanic protagonist. I can't. I, I, and for the life of me, I cannot think of one at all. And and that's saying something. Uh, and, and I really am happy to see that. Um, I, I think that that's important. You know, no matter what anybody says... Again, representation, it matters. It really does, no matter what. And when you have a 
a community and you have something that attracts people from all walks of life, it really does matter to, to, to see yourself or see people like you portrayed as not just background noise. Right. It, it really does. Well, not just that sidekick character. Oh, Absolutely. Support. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and I'm really happy to see that. Um, and, and, and again, like you said, there's, there's so much of that now. Um, that it's it's really really it's become almost it's it's become almost uh, I don't know it's just really really nice to see that um, because if you look at even when we were coming up as kids we didn't have any of that 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 just really wasn't there. Uh, the last big exclusive was Gears of War Five. Yeah, which will be a female. Female and female black and black. Lead. Yeah, yeah female black and black. Lead. And she almost looks like she's she maybe like be Indian or something. Mm, I don't know. American like Native American. Or she something? she's yeah she's definitely a, a person of color. Yeah. Um. And you think so? I mean, she really seemed it like seemed, just like a white. It, it, woman well, I mean, to me, which is not she's, you know she's Phoenix's daughter, right? Right. She's Phoenix's daughter. Which is and I mean even he sort of seemed a bit like he could have been something else. Could be as something well. else. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's I mean it's in the future so like when you're sort of looking that far forward. It's hard to tell. It, it, sure. it makes sense, and mm. and you know to 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 kind of stick with that, you start seeing a lot of that here over the past several years. And, you know, and to go back to Halo, you know, Halo Five. Uh, when you look at Team Osiris, Team Osiris mm. was extremely diverse. It was led by and Agent I mean, yeah, Locke. it was Agent Lock. I mean, as yeah. much as we hated having him in there, yeah, just because we wanted to see more Chief, we want to see more Chief. But he was, you know, he was still a black. A black man and a person, you know, in that kind of position, and he right. was forefronting one of the biggest, you know, game company series ever, ever, ever. And it and it really and you can tell when it when it makes waves because it becomes a talking point politically. It becomes a talking point, you know, on the the whole socio political stage. Yeah. When because again, you know, Halo is one of the biggest franchises in the world when it comes to to gaming in general. And when you see something like that. It really does kind of lend uh, credence to to that. Again, the, you know, these companies are listening to, and and they've got their hands on the pulse of what's really going on. And it's know? just hopefully we get to the point where it doesn't need to be. Oh, we need to have this in here. Yeah, it just occurs naturally. And I think it's you know these games are starting to get to the point where it doesn't feel like it's shoehorned in. Exactly, it is feeling like oh, this is you know this is natural. This is yeah. the character in here. It just happens to be there for sure. Okay, so the last game that we'll talk about for Xbox, unless you all want to bring something else up, is Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. yes. And I felt Xbox was, it was nice to see them you know, close off with that. Yeah. It's, you know, CD Projekt Red is one of those companies i got a lot of respect for. Yeah. Because they, they've done their thing and they stick their line. Yeah. You know, they don't really buy into a lot of like, you know, the other stuff that other companies do. They just do what they do and they do it damn well they do mm. yeah they, they they've and again i what i really like about about this company is that they really do kind of have that you know we, we're gonna do what we do yeah and you're just gonna have to wait for it yeah because the original trailer the, the teaser trailer for cyberpunk was you know at the end of it you know coming when it's ready yeah right and i thought that was that was pretty cool i think that's i think and i think that's one of the biggest things too is like we're going to release this when it's ready yeah i feel like especially in the last sort of four or five years game companies haven't really taken that on it's like here's our deadline either get it out or we're just gonna oh that's it we're yeah. just gonna release it now anyway it feels like there's too much of these you know day one patches yeah I you know like, like 
and so many of the AAA franchises, I mean, you guys have got the money. It doesn't really matter if you delay it by a month. Yeah. Just to make sure your game is ready. Yeah. And quality control is, is a big thing now. And, it, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that you have people that are highly dedicated to the point where this is a daily routine for a lot of people. I, I, you know, and, and gaming is something that has become, you know, it's a lifestyle. Sure. And people are, are willing to spend money for quality yeah. content. What you've seen with a lot of releases, and even some of the releases that we've just talked about uh, in some of their earlier iterations and some of their prequels, it really, you'd see, there's some things you're like, mm, you know what, they really, it feels rushed, it feels like the gameplay was not fully developed, mm-hmm. it feels like the writing wasn't wasn't completely put together. You know, you, you do feel that overly monetized, overly corporatized invasion into you know what's being produced and then what's being put out to the 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 end user yeah and especially in the gaming world as well because you know it's not just like you're going to a movie yeah you're playing this at home and you're spending countless hours on this game and getting to know this game and enjoying the storyline yeah so gamers are going to pick up on all these little things yeah and if you're not you know if your game's not the scratch they will roast you for it yeah so let's move on to bethesda's conference well first just my general impression a lot of shooters. I think by the time I got to Bethesda's <laughs> conference, I was just I was exhausted. I think of yeah. shooting games. Yeah, Rage Two looks fun. Every game has its little hook, but I feel like I'm getting a little cynical. Maybe old man about all these shooters. What about shoot about about shooters taking 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 over gaming? I mean, it's just like, yeah. not just the shooters, but it's also the whole open world thing too. And I think yeah. that's it. Seems like the direction the game companies want to go in because. Of course, you create this big, massive open world. It means you're going to try an immersive player in there for X amount of hours. And so everyone kind of wants to do that and keeps everybody in the game. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool, though, the way that, um, they did implement the band coming out, like for Rage 2. Like yeah. the whole, you know, that was a lot of fun. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I think that, that they're trying to, again, shooters, they sell. Um, and especially in the United States, uh, you know, the shooters sell and, and they, they make bank. They and do. that's what people and the people continue to want them, you know, and you can come up with every single iteration of a shooter and people are still going to buy it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can go everywhere from Far Cry, you know, series to Gears to Halo, you name it. It, it sells and, and people I mean, are into it. Bethesda has a lot of shooters, a lot of shooters like Doom Eternal. Yeah. Mm, another Doom game. Folks were cheering pretty hard for that one. They it were. looks really cool. Uh, I haven't. I played a little bit of the original, not yeah. the original, but the first Doom. Uh, I'm considering picking it up for the Switch, but I'll probably just download it for the PS4. Yeah, probably I mean, obviously yeah. better looking on the and performing. On the PS4. I, I I'd do it for PS4. Yeah. Yeah, I might do it as well. I mean, I I started off with the original Doom. Yeah. You know, and can't go past the BFG. Hey, that was a lot of fun. That's that the, the that's the game that kind of started it all. It know, really is, and it's that's nice. That's the game that started it all. It's nice to see another you know iteration of that coming forward. Yeah, they just haven't managed to quite create the franchise around that as part of like the they story haven't. franchises. And, and and the reason the reason being for that is because they're, you know, they went in reverse. Doom went in reverse really because did. Doom again they started on PC, right? right. They started on the three eighty six four eighty six processors, right? And over time, they didn't really release anything until we got towards the next-gen consoles. Mm-hmm. So because of that, you didn't really, they didn't really develop that cult following right. that, that you have around that, or, mm-hmm. or, or a, a real Doom community, yeah. so to speak. 
But that being said, I, I am excited to see another uh, another iteration of the, the game come out because again, you know, it's the granddaddy of them all. It right. is. Uh, Quake Champions. Another granddaddy. Another one. <laughs> right. Another. You know, another. Um, it didn't really look that good to me. I mean, it looked, looked fast, but the gameplay and just the graphics really did not impress me. It just sort much. of felt like it was still in development. Yeah, it really. I really felt that. I was pretty whelmed. I was pretty whelmed. <laughs> pretty, pretty whelmed. That um, sounds about right. To, yeah. to, to, and again, you know, it's because you've got a lot of people that are, you know, in our in our age demographic in particular, be, that were real big fans of Quake Arena. I right. played Quake yeah. Two. Yeah, and Quake Two. To hell. Yeah. And PSPC. It, yeah, and it, and it, and that's you know that was dorm room fun back then, mm. and that's what people were, are really wanting to kind of re- they want to see that. Um, most people that that even then, if they really weren't playing those, you know, it, from, from that generation, even the younger generation that were playing some of the old school classic hits, you know, on PC, mm-hmm. they still want to see. Okay, you know, what are you going to bring? Yeah, to they the want they want to see that the new iteration of the game come yeah. out, like with the updated graphics, the updated speed, exactly, just sort of you know slightly tweaked gameplay. Yeah, and and again, you know. It's again. That's the nature of the beast. Is that people they expect to see that because yeah. that's what that's you know that's the, the standard now. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to prey. Yeah, prey. Oh, yeah I thought prey looked really cool. It felt like a like a dead space, I say killer, but a dead space uh, style game. I love space games. I love alien these kind of claustrophobic games. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, the deep space thrillers, right? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm into thrillers. those. Yeah. I'm into those. I like the the amount of adrenaline rush that you just get from playing games like that. Yes, uh, you know, Alien Isolation was a a, a hit, mm. and it, it was that exactly what it was. It was a it was a, 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 an amalgamation of a thriller, a, a, a sci-fi uh, horror, and again, you're unarmed and you're vulnerable and you're running around trying to escape. You know, just trying beast. to survive. Just trying, just to, trying survive. to survive, and, and these survivor games are really picking up a lot of steam. The survivor games are huge at the moment, especially yeah. in the PC realm. Like, yeah. I mean, we could go on for a long time about that, but yeah, the whole survival thing. Like, you know, if you look at like Ark Survival Evolved, yeah, Conan Exiles, you know, those games are really massive at the moment. Mm-hmm. And with you know, it's good. It's like just starting to see that you're not just babied your whole way through. Like a lot of these games, so you know, you're throwing in, you've got all these weapons. You're right. Go for gold. You don't have many games these days. Well, before these days. Yep. Where you actually started off with nothing but bare fists and <laughs> up against the wall and dying every ten seconds. Yeah. Wolfenstein. Yes. Woo-hoo. Yes. Oh, I, I thought you'd never say I, I thought you'd never ask. I remember at this point because I was watching the streams on YouTube and there were live comments and I remember distinctly a comment saying, Enough with this feminist bullshit. <laughs> 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 um and I thought that was just, it just speaks just of where we're going, right? Just the yeah. diversity and just how much, how triggered people get. These people people getting, get. Yeah. I mean, I just loved the fact that you just come up on stage and, like, what other reason do we need to kill fucking Nazis? Yeah. I oh, yeah. I was just fist pumping that. That shit in right my there office. was, that, that, that was the message right there. And again, you know, it, 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 it goes back to, you know, the old adage that art often imitates life. Um, these game developers aren't stupid. Uh, and, and again, Bethesda has been very, very vocal, very vocal about how they feel about Indeed, the alt-right, yeah. how they feel about, uh, well, I don't know what I'm calling them. They're just fucking Nazis. And 
they have no qualms whatsoever to make sure that, hey, we're going to let you know that we're going to continue to do what we're doing. And we don't give a damn and what you say about it. we don't care. Like, we, we don't give a, a, a yada meter, like, of, of we're not going to stop. And it's really great to see that they, they are continuing on with that because, again, they're, what other, like you said, what other excuse do you need to go around and, and kill Nazis? Um, I'm, I'm excited to see that they are, again, bringing back these iterations the last Wolfenstein was absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't got a chance to play it, I highly suggest uh, getting out there. I'm sure that it's probably by now it's it's either free or or very no, reduced price. It's about forty bucks. Yeah, yeah. I think that's oh, what, really? like, yeah, 40, because, 40 it's, bucks because it's such a good game. It's, they've managed to keep their price. People up. are still buying yeah, that game, yeah. and it's it, it was fantastic. The 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 writing. The the writing that they did for that that game was just just out of this world. This is phenomenal storytelling. Yeah, it is. I'm not a big fantasy fan, besides Zelda, but Elder Scrolls mm. was teased. Uh, Elder Scrolls Six was teased. I mean, it's it's the same thing again. Like I purposely avoided Elder Scrolls Five, <laughs> yeah, Skyrim, just because I know that I would sink a damn good majority of my life into that game. Yeah, I would have become a hermit. I I I stayed far far away from Skyrim, um, and, and the previous Elder Scrolls because I knew that I would get more or less just sucked up and, and turned into a you know a vampire yeah that's I, um, I would have I mean they do such a good job with that game like it's you know with that series like sure. it's they've got a great reputation for it and even like the community around it as well like what they've created with that game is not just the game itself right but then you add the modding the, community the mods, on right? top exactly. of that as well and yeah. that's where you just take everything to a whole other level yeah what do you guys think uh, the release window will be for that game a couple of years at least 2020 i'd say i'd say it would be conserved it would be very very liberal to say that they're going to have anything before 2020 um because again we're moving into you know this is the second half of, of the fiscal year oh, now this, yeah. uh fiscal year two, you know 2018 moving into 2019 2020 i'd say probably first quarter 2020 and that that's what I would put my money on. First quarter. First, I, I'd say at the oh. earliest. At yeah, the I, earliest. I'd say that too. I'd say even even later, personally. Yeah, yeah. first quarter 2020 at the earliest. And, and again, if they're going to really come with the fire, because again, the Elder Scrolls community is, those people are fanatics, man. They really are. They I are mean, fanatics. I would almost... I'd almost say this game is probably aimed at the back end, back end life yeah. of the Xbox. Oh yeah, of this of this, well, well, this of this, con- of this, this console generation. generation. Yeah, I'd say that this game is probably gonna is kind of probably gonna be their last one in this game. Yeah. Um, same thing you mentioned that I didn't mention this with uh, the Xbox, but I wonder if Microsoft will do something similar to what Nintendo has done and put their Halo Six. They're going to launch their new system with Halo Six, but also allow it to be played on the Xbox one two like mm-hmm. nintendo has done for zelda i yeah. i kind of want to that's money actually on that. that's actually an interesting point because not only did they announce halo halo infinite halo 6 yeah at the start of the conference they also mentioned at the end that they are working, working on, the next, on the next generation of games and we know that 343 is not going to rush this game no, no. they don't no, have to they don't have to and they know that if they screw this up that's pretty much it for them. Yeah. And that probably wouldn't be a far fetch to say that Halo 6 might come out in, say, three years' time. Yeah. As the same, you know, which would almost put it within the same window 
of where the next console generation should be looking at releasing. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree. I think that what right now, where we are, you know, in the in the overall evolution of this first iteration of next generation consoles, we're coming to you know we're coming to the 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 sundown years. Yeah. Um, as far as these consoles are concerned, because again, you are starting to see it, it, even with the the updated versions. For example, you know with the you know PS4 Pro with you know the uh, Xbox One, you know S, mm-hmm. you are starting to kind of see the limitations that they can go with as far as what they're doing with the processors, what they're doing with the hardware, and even though that the games are still amazing, they, I think that they are banking their 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 money on trying to keep people um, enticed, right, to keep chasing that carrot, because again, you know, with just the way that that those teaser trailers looked, and with these new engines. I can't imagine that that you're not gonna try to run something on, you know, uh, you know, maybe an eight core system, you know, by the time that comes out, because that slip space engine, just that that footage was sick. That was just amazing. It was sick. So and I'm, you look at something like that, and you're thinking, okay, is this current generation of hardware able to run that? Yeah. And able to run that within game. And it's and it's got to be at the front. It's probably got to be at the very very back end of of what it can do. Yeah. You know. Ubisoft. Yeah. Honestly, up until the other two conferences, I was actually the most excited watching Ubisoft's conference. Really? I enjoyed the intro. <clears throat> yeah, I did. I really enjoyed the intro. I really did. The intro was cool. They just, uh, I feel like with Xbox, I feel like everything that happened was pretty much by the numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to happen? Okay, new Halo, new Gears. Yeah, that that's all going to happen. I didn't see anything about those games that showed me what's special. Yeah. You've got a black and black man and a white woman in gears. That's great, but you're still just shooting aliens. <laughs> get a, get a chainsaw, cut them down. And that's cool. That's great. You yeah. know, it, it looks prettier than before, but you know, nothing about the gameplay that really is interesting. There's nothing There's, revolutionary. You know, and even, even Bethesda, it's shooter, shooter, shooter. Well, just we've reinventing got, the wheel. But we yeah. have two female twins. And that's cool, right? I mean, it's cool, but nothing that wild me for the gameplay. And that's, where Ubisoft comes in and yeah. Beyond Good and Evil Two, yeah, that not only does it look amazing, looks beautiful, the co-op looks great, and this space monkey concept <laughs> yeah. that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, hit record studio brought in, the notion that you can—I <laughs> mean, I'm not quite sure exactly what this means. It's an inter- yeah, it's an interesting idea of what he's bringing forward of crowdsourcing in a right, way, like just art, art sourcing, like, in you know, reaching out. Yeah, I mean, it's a. I I like the idea of it, you know, it's like reaching out to like different avenues of you know, artistry and stuff like people who might normally get a chance at like something like this to you know put their stuff forward. Yeah, but at the same time, just I'm not you know not really quite sure of just how what this it, is, what it is how what it, it is and how this is going to work. Sure. Well, I mean, we've there are games. I mean, we've talked about Elder Scrolls in the modding community. Yeah, big hit Mario Maker. Just yeah. being creative. Yeah. Being able to do these things and do it on a, in a collaborative effort yeah. in in your region or just around the world just sounds like it's just opening up new artistic and gameplay possibilities avenues, yeah. for the future. For I the mean, future. just for right now looks awesome. Yeah. But for the next PS Five or Xbox Two or whatever PC, you know, however they scale those things up, yeah. it just looks like it just it's just opening up new avenues of yeah. where we can take gaming. I think that's really exciting. Yeah, I mean, I really like the idea of it. It's like not just having, you know, you've got your game developers mm-hmm. and that's kind of it. 
yeah. you know, and then to get like any kind of like music or whatever it is, they've got to sort of go to what's already available out there. Right. This kind of feels like a little bit more, well, I mean, there's so much more talent around the earth. Yeah. You know, and there's people that are not necessarily going to get picked up. And this feels like a way of like pushing forward different talents, different ideas, you know, different artistry works yeah. into, you know, the video game realm. And it feels like an easy way of doing it. Yeah. And again, you know, it, and the, that really kind of brings us to where we are now. Gaming has become to the point where, you know, just like Brendan was just saying, B was like, hey, you know, these shooters, they're still shooters at their heart, but what what is it that they're doing differently? It's the writing, right? Mm. It's, it's an stories. immersive experience. It's a story. You know, it, it's all about the, you know, trying to go and produce something that the 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 audience and the, the players can really get into for a long period of time. That's how you get these communities set up, right? That's how you get these big cult followings to really get into something is that you've got some sort of compelling storyline that keeps you hooked and you want to see what happens next. So now it's not just about the gameplay because, again, you can do a shooter all day and you can do different types of weapons. You can do you know different types of crafting. You, you know, know, and that's basically what esports is, really. Yeah, you know? that's exactly what it is. And so that's where we are today and, and it's really kind of cool to see that because you know Beyond Good and Evil 2... The the first trailer that I saw for it just had me kind of like, okay, what the fuck is this? Right. Yeah. And when is it coming out? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. I, mean? like, I saw that and like, I had to go back and look look out the first Good and Evil um, yeah. game just to go, this is amazing. What, how have I missed this exactly. before? Because yeah. I didn't even know fun. anything about it. Neither. It's a fun game. Really fun game. When I used to work at GameStop when I was like 18, uh, we got a chance to rent games. And right. that was one I rented for a little while. And it was it was really fun. A lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to this game. I yeah, think I'm really looking forward to this too. This yeah. is one I've got on my horizon, definitely. Trials. This uh, There's a guy who came out in the Evil Knievel suit. That's the thing. I feel like Ubisoft's just presentation was just so fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. This guy it was shows a lot of fun up. I think that guy had like a Scottish accent or something. Like he was, oh, he was had an Irish. It was, it was an accent he had. So he came out, this guy in a <laughs> just crazy accent. The evil, Evil Knievel. <laughs> and just shows off the game. And the game itself looks crazy. It looks yeah. like a lot of fun. These like... crazy death animations. I mean, it looked insane. It's I kind, really, of, it's I kind of like a, you know, motocross meets like, you know, Burnout like crash mode th- yeah. time and it's coming thing. to the switch and it is coming to the switch which I'm sure that and I'm I'm, I'm sure you're 100 percent excited about that yeah man I, it looks um the division two yes I'm glad you brought that up didn't I didn't play the first one I heard mixed things but two looks cool we got an Asian woman in there I peeped that free DLC for the first year for the first year for the first year Ooh. for the first year and and I'm really uh, again you know I thought the division. Tom Clancy, the, the the Tom Clancy label has really kind of come a long way since you know the the first iteration of the Tom Clancy games, right? Yeah. Way back in the day, I was playing again PC, you know, uh, Rainbow Six, right? And the Rainbow Six franchise was just so immersive to Ooh. the point where for a lot of people that weren't used to that kind of immersion when it comes to you know tactical gameplay, yeah. They would just want to rush into it, but then people finally started to get really get into it. At the same time, it took too long. So, you know, the Tom Clancy series, they kind of went to, again, for example, like, you know, the Rainbow Six Vegas and all these, you know, where you can just go ahead and you can go into Just something a little playing. bit faster. People yeah. weren't used to the fact that you actually had to think in a game. Yeah. You know, you get that. It's that, it's that meme, like, thinking, you know, like, you've got these two options. Stealth or Rambo. Right, right. You know, and you, and, and you got to switch your way through it. Yeah, nine, yeah. T- nine times out of switch. ten, everyone's going to go to Rambo. Right, right. Because, again, it was all about that that immediate just you know gratification. Yeah. Just go ahead and get to the game. 
personally, I will say that I think that there was a, a good deal of people that were really um, probably not disappointed, but slightly underwhelmed about the first division. The storyline behind it was good, but it was a little bit um, a little bit cliche. You know, when you have a you know a massive outbreak, and then of course like shadowy figures that are trying to more or less you know create a new uh, world order. You know, under the auspices of this out this viral outbreak that's you know affecting millions of people. You know, again, I'm gonna wait to see what it really looks like once it's first released because I don't want to I, I don't want to set myself up for failure right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Uh, Skull and Bones. Uh, <laughs> I mean, sure, looks fine. I'm actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually kind of look, I'm looking forward to that game. <laughs> I, I guess I won't, I won't lie. I'm people do need more, and there is a hunger for pirate games. There, there is, is always a hunger for. There's pirate always games. a hunger for pirate games. And I mean, since Assassin's Creed Black Flag came out, like yeah. that was exactly that was a great that was a really that was a good great game. pirate game. Yeah, it really was, and it and it really. And to be honest with you, I think it it breathes some much needed air back into the Assassin's Creed oh, label, definitely. for sure. Um, because again, you know, when it comes to when it comes to games like that, you know, there's a there there's a certain learning curve that people really actually like um, when you have to actually kind of figure out, okay, how do I actually make this happen? Oh, I gotta actually really go through to get XP. I can't just buy it, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm really, I, I to be honest with you, I didn't really pay attention much to Skull and Bones. I do say that it's something that I would play because see, I really got into Black Flag. You see, yeah, I really got into Black Flag too. And so when I heard that two new pirate games were coming out this year, that got me really interested. And of course, the first one, that which has released, is Sea of Thieves. Yeah, Sea of Thieves. Which promised a lot and ended up being extremely underwhelming. Yeah. I've played that for maybe a couple of days with friends and haven't touched it since. Yeah. And, you know, at first we thought this was going to be the game. And it just really wasn't. It just was just not anywhere. It was. It was basically um, No Man's Sky. It, yeah, and it really seemed like a proof of concept. Yeah, it really seemed like a no proof man's of concept. See, no man's see. no man's see. Ding, ding, ding. Nice. Basically, yeah, that was that was it. There's like no people out there. Yeah, you get a bunch of trolls. But Skull and Bones looks like closer to what um, Black Flag was, and. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's got a lot more potential right there, and I'm definitely going to be looking towards yeah, absolutely. that. absolutely. I like the whole... I mean, I'm not excited about this game, but <laughs> but I can respect, like, the co-op there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Putting, putting the ships together, that was really cool. We're going to get to Nintendo pretty soon, but I thought it was interesting how Ubisoft showed their Rabbids trailer. Yeah. And... Starlink. Starlink. I'm a huge. Um, I'm a huge Starfighter fan. They're um, not. Yeah, they're they're, they're not enough games there's out not there. Enough. There's not enough Starfighter games. Yeah. And I miss Star Fox. Is back in the six. Oh, yes. Like what? This is crazy. <clears throat> yeah. You got Star Fox in the game. Then yeah. you had Miyamoto in the audience. In the audience. Yes, in the audience. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I feel like. That even, felt a little awkward though the way the way they did that in the audience, but it was still cool. They had there. I don't care. It's it's the god in the audience. It is the god of the audience. And. Again, I just go back to how Ubisoft, the, the, their surprises, yeah, and their presentation. Every time they did something, I was like, "What? Yeah, they, he's in there. He's here." They really did bring. They really did bring a a breath of fresh air into the the overall presentation, right? They, yes. they really kind of got people. It was really interactive. Yeah. And I, it, it was, was so it was a lot fun. more it was a lot more fun. I mean, just yeah. right from the get go, like you know, the just dancing. Yeah. That was great. And then they just kept it going the whole way through. And they and they really did did really bring a a certain type of uh 
you know, and people are really ready to indulge into that, you know. Yeah. Two more games. Uh, two more games. Two big ones. For Honor. Yeah. For Honor um, again, going back to diversity. Fascinating. Yeah. How, oh, th- three more games. I thought it was fascinating how you're watching this knight slice through everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the helmet comes off and it's a woman. Yeah. Looks like maybe a Joan of Arc. Sure. I think yeah. People sort of like mentioned that too. You but know, yeah, again, that was. In the comments, triggered, triggered males and obviously white males. You know, it, it, we're going to get to a point where, and again, you know, people are so absolutely stuck on this idea that you can go around and, and again, everything has to revolve around a certain demographic. It always has to be about X, Y, and Z. And it, it and again, you know, when it comes to the gaming community, there have been so many things that have happened over the past, I'd even say 20 years, yeah. that have really started to stamp, I, I was hoping would kind of start to stamp that out. But again, you know, th- these are the types of people that, you know, live in, the, in, in, in basements and just really literally are so de- devolved into that, that type of thinking. And just so removed from society. And removed as well. from society, yeah. I mean, like, insane, like, about, like, the whole, this whole thing as well. I actually, I don't want to, but I have to give EA credit for Battlefield Five. Oh, yeah. And, you know, <clears> putting, the, putting the female, you know, saying there's females here. They took flack for it. Yeah. And they basically said tough shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got to give them props for that. Well, again, you know, we're, we're looking at, we're looking at people that are getting triggered over reimagining of, 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 of events that, you know, or not even reimagining or, like for honors, or, or, like a, for honors, like, you know, games like that or other ones, yeah. are just straight up fantasy. It, yeah. That's what it who's is. going to have these Chinese wushu masters messing with, uh, the Knights of England. Yeah. Exactly. With the Knights, Knights you know, and then, and then the you got like century. the, the Vikings and stuff coming over and all these other things. I mean, it's a mashup it's game. It's a mashup game. And they're literally so triggered and so stuck on this idea that it's gotta be about them. And when it is about them, when it is about them, it's literally crickets if there's things that are just so inaccurate or just bad about the game. Yeah. Right? It, it's it's crap. Two more games. The crew? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the crew, yeah. I mean, can it compete with Forza? I mean... That remains to be seen. It does. But it looks like it's a competitor. Oh, yeah. It doesn't like it's like... Uh, it's a it's contender. Whatever. It's definitely a contender. I remember the old days with GT, and I really loved Ridge Racer a lot. Ridge Racer, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And even though GT was technically the better game, I personally preferred Ridge Racer. Yeah, especially Type Four a lot. I didn't even go for those ones. I was Burnout. Mm. You know, Burnout. Burnout was my game. Like after I went from GT, I went to Burnout. Sure. I think yeah. But I feel like this game is is a competitor. It, it is, be, right? It very much could be. Midnight Club was in Burnout. Those were like, you know, they were kind of, yeah. Yeah. They piggybacked on each other. They did. And of course, Assassin's Creed, Odyssey. Yeah. This is Sparta. Yeah. You can play as a man or a woman. Or a woman, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. What I did not like, I don't know if you all saw the gameplay videos too much, I didn't like the dialogue. Yeah. It felt really clunky i'm hoping and 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 i would i would probably take a a leap of faith and say that a lot of that dialogue was probably ad hoc for the presentation sure sure sure. Um, i think that that again you know a lot of this beta footage that you're getting when it comes to dialogue they're still working a lot on a lot of the writing i think that assassin's creed is is really trying to 
um, really kind of establish itself as a as a not so much wishy washy franchise anymore. Because you know, for a couple of years there, the releases one would be really good, and then the very next one would, would be, be just rubbish, so yeah. just straight in the bin, right? Just straight trash. Um, I think that that once they saw how successful Black Flag was, yeah. and they were talking, you know, the community was like, "This is what we want. This is what we want to see. This is the type of gameplay we want to see. This is the type of uh, storylines and the type of dialogue we want to see. Stick with this model, and you will be mm-hmm. just fine." Um, I think that that they they are looking to to hit a home run with this next one. And I, I think really that's do. like that's a good point as well. Like you know, the beta footage and things like that. Yeah. I think everything that we see, like, especially at E3, you know, we do need to take a little bit of, you know, a bit of a grain of salt, you know, sure. just give them, you know, a bit on faith because game developers will sort of shy away from releasing true gameplay. Yeah. Just because they don't want to see anything mess up. I mean, you're on the big stage. You want to make sure everything's, you know, kind of safe. Yeah. Um, even though the game might not be quite ready to, you know, to go out a bit. And they kind of know fans mostly know that. Yeah. And so they know things aren't going to be quite polished. They do always try and say, you know, this is just an early iteration. Of yeah, for sure. Where for will sure. be? Obviously, most games will have a lot more polish as they go forward. Yeah. And you know, little things like that, like you kind of hope that that would be, you know, touched up in like post production. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Sony. It's your time to shine, Brendan. The big Sony. It's your time to shine, son. The big four. Well, Nintendo be my time to shine. Okay. But, but Sony, let's start off with Last of Us. I mean, man, how can you not just that start off with that? Trailer. Oh, man. They, they, I'll say this, man. If Sony is trying to, to get a kingmaker, this is going to be the one. I, I'm just, the, the trailer by itself, even the teaser trailer for it that they released, what was it, uh, a year and a yeah, half? I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that was the last E3, right? Yeah, last E3. Even the trailer that they had for at last E3 was just, was was bananas. They could have just had that trailer, and then it's released the and game released two, the two years released later, later and I would be fine. Fine with that. But man, this trailer. So let's start off with, again, diversity. Yeah. yeah. Of course, Ellie is a lesbian. Yeah. And so they featured, they, they featured that, in the trailer they showed her and her friend or friend or whatever she was not quite sure special what, friend special yeah. friend <laughs> special friend, acquaintance i'm not quite sure what she was but yeah you know, they were you also had the asian man yeah yeah um i thought i've never seen i've never seen i can't remember the last time i've seen a real mm, really strong asian male character 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 yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're there. I mean, obviously, these Probably samurai like, games yeah, are getting like outside, some... outside of, like, the samurai sort of yeah. realm. Like, in the... But again, you're just seeing more of that stuff in this game. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the actual gameplay. I mean, it seems similar to the old game, but there have been some cool improvements. Yeah. Obviously, the very end, you can make explosive arrows. I like the crafting uh, mechanics. Crafting, really crafting, crafting cool. mechanics yeah. look really good. Um, the dodge. So when people attacked her yeah. with the knives or whatever, she could do a dodge. And it wasn't just some easy dodge. I mean, The Last of Us is all about just barely making it through, especially yeah. if you play it on, on hard mode, survivor yeah. mode. Her dodges would send her kind of flying into things that she had to recover from. Right. So there was one dodge where she quickly dodged and like hit the car. Yeah. And had to kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah. like get, like really cut her bearings herself. and then yeah. exactly, and then keep moving. I thought that was, it still kept that, I could still probably beat these guys, but I'm yeah. going to get messed up in the process. Yeah, it's not just like one of that. Again, like you know, having the having everything handed to you on a platter. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you've it's making trying to bring things a little bit more back, a little bit more grounded. 
and it keeps in a, in yeah, a sense. and it keeps things. It, it really does keep things um, realistic. Yeah, if you know what I mean, it keeps things feeling survivory, if you if you will, because like you said, the the mechanics and what you saw in the the gameplay that they that they previewed, it was really really compelling because you're like, oh, like that she really actually slipped. Like and fell when she was trying to dodge, and she's right. really right. actually having to collect herself. That's exactly. like things you'd actually think that would happen. That would really happen mm-hmm. in in a in a situation where you have you know this this woman who probably weighs off like a buck twenty, a buck thirty <laughs> at the most, and she's going up against you know people that are you know feral wildings that are out there in post apocalyptic wilderness, right? Right. Um, I, I'm just I'm so stoked <gasps> about it. Um, I'm I'm going to definitely and I and. You can you can mark my words. I will probably have a PS4 within within this year. I mean, you're welcome to come over and play it. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably will have to get a PS4 because that that game looks so good. And that's the thing. Um, going back to Xbox, I don't want to harp on Microsoft too much. Yeah. They didn't really have a game that to me was like I need the system for this right now. Yeah. yeah. Whereas PS4, even though it had a significantly less showing, the yeah. games they had were like man, I want this yeah. experience. Last of Us, how can yeah. you not want that experience? And I mean, even the first Last of Us was, you know... It, incredible. It was just incredible. And it has put... It's one of those games that makes they can make a system. Yeah. Yes. You know, it is one of those games you're thinking, this game is amazing, I must play this. It's your yeah. Zelda. It all? I have it's your Mario. It. it is your Zelda. It is your Mario. It is that, you know, it is Sony's... It's your Kingmaker. It, it is. It really is. And I think Last of Us 2, just from looking at that... It's going to remain that. I forgot what the order of the games, but let's go to Ghost of Tsushima. It was, Samurai yeah, game. I think that was I'm pretty next. sure that was next. That was uh, next. Beautiful game, obviously. Mm. Yeah. Gorgeous game. The fight with the <laughs> the autumn leaves falling in the background was yeah. just it was very, jaw-dropping. Um, what, yeah. was, what was that movie? The one, I don't know, so there's been many samurai movies sort of like that. I think it was a Tarantino movie. Yeah. Oh, goodness. All yeah. of them. <laughs> Kill Bill? All I mean, there's, them. I don't know of any I mean, there's samurai. Definitely, there's, definitely, there's definitely a Kill Bill one, but... Any samurai. No, it was one where they, it was one that was just like, where they had, you know, there was like that fight with like the flower oh, yeah, and stuff going around. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That, that was, uh, you're talking about Kill Bill uh, volume, volume 1. Is that with uh, Oishi? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ren, Ren yeah, Oishi. Oren, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ishii, yeah. Ishii, oh, yeah. Oh, Ren Ishii, that, that fight scene. It was very reminiscent of that. They, again... I really do think that they were going with with quality versus quantity for their presentation, and they 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 killed it. Um, because the next one that we're going to talk about is just still messing with my head. Ghost of Tsushima looks pretty, but it hasn't really revealed to me yet why I need, need that game. to play this game yeah. and or why I need to put sixty dollars down for it. <laughs> yeah, because Last of Us. I mean, they said it's pre-ordered. If it's right then, I I mean I'll pre-order it like yeah. right now. It goes, eh. Spider-Man. Yeah. That looked impressive. That looked impressive. I guess I'm spoiled. Uh, we've had three really great Batman games. Yeah. And this game looks like in the same vein. Sure. It does, actually, yeah. So I feel like if this game came out before the Batman games, I would be just absolutely blown away. Right. But this game does look good. I mean, nothing about this game looked bad, looked even mediocre, or just good. It looked awesome yeah for sure yeah i'm probably gonna buy it on day one it's insomniac games they've done amazing work um sunset overdrive you microsoft Absolutely. Uh, yeah that's that's one that got away from us you know yeah. i want that game so bad <laughs> oh yeah 
That um, game was fantastic, man. They know how to do traversal. Yeah. Um, they know how to be creative with weapons mm-hmm. and just fighting gameplay. So I'm really looking forward to this game. Yeah. I feel like just watching it didn't blow me away. Yeah. But I feel like just watching it doesn't do it justice compared to how you just pick it up and just go to town on people. Yeah. Just my only concern. Yeah. Spider-Man doesn't kill people, right? I'm pretty sure it's He's in his not code. Known to. Not known but to in that game, he was killing people. Um, mm-hmm. I believe there was he went to the jail and he did a move where he jumped in the air and grabbed a cabinet yeah. from across the room and literally swung it up like a create like, like a pendulum. A, a pendulum and just smashed a prisoner's head with it. And you're like, yeah, I mean, this is cool to look at, but... Oh, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's not... He's not moving. <laughs> like, he's even playing the Arkham games, you know, he's just beating people up. You know, yeah. pow, pow, pow. He's not, you know, he's not... He doesn't have the strength of Spider-Man. He's just beating people up. It's yeah. cool. You, you can see, like, oh, these guys have broken stuff, sure, but they're not dead. Spider-Man was killing people in this game. <laughs> and I, I mean, that was maybe, a bit off-putting to me, but overall, just seeing him just, just, just do his thing was really awesome to see. I mean, maybe that's, like, maybe it was, like, a different prison like with guys who might have, might be metas or whatever or? i mean could uh, be. no these these could be, are dead no, no, no they're dead i, I gotta I, I i will say that i think what's going on is that look like you said the the past batman uh releases were just top notch they yeah. were so good yeah um and again you know if dc can't kill it on the on the big screen they're gonna have to do something to come with it with with their games and you know they've they've been they've been publishing they, they've been publishing with warner brothers uh Games, correct? Yeah, yeah. So you know they 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 made their niche there, sure. and like the Arkham series is amazing. Oh and, yeah, and not only that, like and also you know any of the animated movies as well. Fantastic, just you know, absolutely. Usually. usually, for the most part. For the most, I mean, most we'll, go, we'll get in that at a different different podcast, <laughs> different maybe. podcast on that one. But sure, I mean, yeah, <clears throat> we are like you know DC has always come to the table when it comes to. When it comes to video games, yeah. Marvel has always, you know, outside of Spider-Man, has always lacked. Yeah, they have. And you know, there's obviously there was a glaring omission there, and we've heard nothing on this um, supposed of MCU-based right, game that we're games, yeah. supposed. I think that Squares um, got hold of. They're supposed yeah. to be doing an, an Avengers game. An Avengers yeah, game. an Avengers game that's supposedly in the works. I mean, we've got the like the Lego ones. Yeah, yeah. You know, those are all kind of cool and stuff, but we are really missing. An MCU iteration of a you know a video I'd like game. to see one on on console. They've been spending a lot of time you know doing mobile releases for iOS and for yeah. Android, um, and a lot of those you know they they there's hack so and much, slash yeah hack ups. and slash is not fun. I, I can't get into it. Just can't. I mean, one I would love to see Heroes for Hire as a video game. Mm. That's that's nice. Yeah, just some nice like dedicated co-op video game. That would be hot. Death Stranding. Good lord, (laughs) yo man, you sure you want? We might need our own podcast for this one. We might need its own separate podcast. Let's keep it short because we got one more. All I I can say for that is the baby. What the (laughs) fuck is going on (laughs) with the with 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 what is that? Like, and again, look. All, all, all jokes aside, I wouldn't expect anything less from Kojima. No, because that man is on a different level. Like his 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 creative prowess is 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 legendary, mm. and he always comes with some very strange, off the wall ideas. Yeah, the 
the whole idea behind Death Stranding is still yet to be known. And I'm I'm liking that. And I like that. Yeah, I, like that I do like it. I like that a lot. I honestly do like it. Because we I don't know what's going on. I don't think anyone really knows what's going on. Nobody and it's knows. pretty cool. Yeah. I gotta be honest with you, it's pretty cool. And especially when it's something like Kojima as well, because you know at the end of the day, this is gonna be the next level storyline. The only thing that I I I'd, I'd say my only thing that I would say was a negative takeaway is we're watching we're watching him in the gameplay, right? The the gameplay footage, walking and carrying a lot of shit. Walking and climbing a and mountain. Climbing mountains. There isn't anything again. It's like you have Kojima's name on it, so that's going to sell anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah. But there was nothing about the gameplay. Even the visuals weren't that like amazing to me. Like When I first saw Metal Gear Solid Five, yeah, I was like, wow, this is next level stuff. Mm-hmm. The gameplay, just the concepts, the ideas about that game, even it just looked so great. I, I knew that if I had a PS4, I would buy that right. instantly. Death Stranding, I mean... I need to see more. I definitely, I mean, I, and I think that's that's the whole point of it. And I, yeah. what I, I guess the yeah. big the big letdown is after that insane CGI movie they put out mm-hmm. at uh, was it at I forgot what show it was last year. I think it was like Comic Con. No, it was like was it the PSX the P, the PlayStation? Was it, was it the PlayStation? Yeah. Or was it the, was it the yeah. Japanese one? A Tokyo Game Show. Was it Tokyo Game? No. Anyway, 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 let's let's not dwell on that. After that. You were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And you were hype. You were disturbed. <laughs> yeah. You were scared. You were, I mean, all these emotions. And then after all that time passed, you watched Norman Reedus just walk around. Yeah. And I was kind of like, uh, I mean, I could have done without this. You could have just not said anything. And then maybe show another crazy thing, uh, like at the next Tokyo Game Show or whatever. Like, sure. show me something of more significance to get me excited for this. Mm. They 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 had me with the first teaser trailer. Yeah, that's all you needed. That yeah, was all that you was needed. All needed. Because, you know, with with they had Mads Mickelson, they had Norman Reese. Oh, and, yeah, and again, yeah, yeah. Mads Mickelson is is such an underrated actor for the most part as far as mainstream goes cuz he's such an expressive actor. Yeah. But I really do feel like whatever role that he's supposed to play because he had a bunch of undead soldiers following him around. Right. I, that just had me spooked the fuck out. Like I was just like, "What is going on? And how did what? What is this? Like Kojima, what are you doing, son? Like what is you doing, baby? Like I was really what confused. Are you what are you up to, Val? So uh, again, I, I would say I'm gonna have to say right now, as far as games go that we've talked about to this point, this is the one that I'm I'm so thoroughly intrigued by mm. that this is the one that's really kind of driving me. You know, as of this instant right now, it's really driving because I really want to know more about this game. I think everybody's feeling the same boat. Yeah, it's just like, what the hell is this? Yeah, and I think they accomplished the mission with what they were trying to do, which was to get more people. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, what is this? Just talking about it. Yeah. Let's move on to Nintendo. Yay! Are you guys? Was that sarcastic? No. Because if that's the case, I need you all to leave right now, to be honest. This, uh, it's your time to shine, baby. We're just playing, son. Nintendo's mission is to show why you should stick with their system. Yeah. But Nintendo yeah. has had great momentum for the past year, and they need to keep that up. They need to show people why they shouldn't just trade in their systems now that they finished Zelda or mm-hmm. Mario, Mario Kart, etc. And right. I think, for the most part, they delivered on that. 
I mean, their press conference itself was a little bit interesting, though, because it wasn't really a press conference as such. The Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Right. Yes. Starting off, was it the Demon X Machina? It looks like a mech. Mm-hmm. The Demon X Machina. A yeah, mech like another, uh, another, action game. Another sort of iteration of like that. You know, they've done those before. Like, I think it was this one was like the eighth one or something. Okay. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. I mean, I've done a lot of those kind of ones before. And like the mech games, especially in Japan and that, like, you know, sure, sure, sure. They mess. always they're, sell. They're massive. They always sell. It looks fun, but if it felt like Crackdown again in that it felt just underpopular. Like, yeah. it just seemed like they're just mountains and robots, and, and that's just, it. They're, they're and, and I don't think you're going to get much more than that, like, Probably in those not. games. Yeah. It kind of, that's sort of where, like, a lot of those games kind of rest on. It's like either just <clears> your straight-up battle against, uh, against like, one massive enemy, mm-hmm. or you're hacking and slashing against, you know, like, hundreds of thousands, you know, sure. like, of enemies. You mentioned, uh, you're talking about mechs. I don't think they revealed this in the, in the conference, but Sony's also going to release the Zone of the Enders 2 yeah. remastered, oh, wow. which I never got a chance to play the other the original games because I had a GameCube, <laughs> not a PS2 at the time, right. and I wasn't like Captain Moneybags. So I'm very very excited to <laughs> yeah. very excited to play that for the first time. Let's go on to Pokemon. Yeah, definitely sort of interested in this game. I mean. The only thing I'm sort of a little bit worried about <clears throat> this is that they're going to stick to only Generation 1. Well, right. they are. And whether they decide to expand on that later on or not, which doesn't seem to be the case, that's the one thing I'm, like, worried about this because, you know, they've already got such success with Pokemon Go. Right. Um, there's still, you know, even though it's dropped off what it is, there's still a massive following of people who play it. Right. And to be able to have your, you know, you better transfer your Pokemon back and forth between these two games, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, but obviously Pokemon Go has gone beyond the first generation. Now it's up to the, th- up to the third generation, third generation Pokemon. Yeah. And to have that game just stuck at, with Gen 1 only? Yeah. Well, uh, okay. There are a few things that I have about this. First, this is a stopgap game because they're going to release the next generation of Pokemon, like the next generation of that game, yeah. that yeah. franchise, next fall. Which is another Which thing is, to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be all new Pokemon, all new gameplay mechanics. So they're not going to put all their focus into this game. No. Right. Right. Also, the way that you transfer your Pokemon over to the games, there are different stats. Yeah. For Pokemon Go and for this new game, Let's Go Pikachu and, and uh, Let's Eevee. Let's Go Eevee, yeah. Yeah. So right. some yeah, people... Right. So people have already said they're not going to transfer some of their Pokemon to the new game because it's going to ruin their st- or just t- kind of erase their stats and vice versa. Some of them are randomized. And so... Which is it's, why this feels really weird. Like, as a, as a stopgap game, well, yeah, why, why would you not... There are a lot, of, a lot of the Switch audience are people at my age. Right. Um, I'm not old for the for the for the listeners. I'm not but, like yeah, that's you know, that's that generation that generation one Pokemon. <laughs> yes, Pokemon I, game. I played I right. played Pokemon Blue when I was uh, I want to say a freshman in high school. It was yeah. 1999 was when I got the game. And so to have a game, you know, people have been clamoring for a 3D Pokemon game for a while and multiplayer for a, for a yeah, long time for quite some time. And right. a lot of people like myself, I didn't play any games past past Blue. Right. I mean. I don't really like the designs of a lot of the new Pokemon yeah. and just, you know, what else can you do? I got older too, you know, but to be able to just sit down with the 3D game with the original 150 and we'll get to the special one in a minute. Would I, would I buy it? I'm on the fence. I may buy it, but I haven't bought a Pokemon game in almost 20 years and I'm oh. kind of considering picking this up, yeah. right? I mean, everyone's picked up Go. It's just a different beast. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Mew. 
I didn't I didn't really care about this Pokeball. This Pokeball thing. Uh, yeah. But it comes with Mew in it. And I'm like, oh, that is so... It's just like another one of those additional sell-on things. It it's is. Like, I no, think but, thing, but, but man, it's Mew, though. I and think I'm it's like, cool. just take my money. I think it's cool. But it, it, I think at the same time, it's also one of those one of those measures to, again, upsell yeah. a, a, a stopgap intermediary game before the next iteration comes out. And that's the thing is, it's like why this know. why this is sort of aimed like at the Pokemon Go sort of right. like, like the crossover type thing. And for Pokemon Go, you already have the Poke Plus and the Gacha. Yeah. So you've already got two peripherals designed to go for that. And for then that, you're going to exactly. add another one for the Switch too. And it's like... Yeah. Well, I think Nintendo has been playing it smart with their add-ons. Um, it used to just be, hey, have a balance board, and then there's like a few, uh, one or two games for it. Right. But look at their Amiibo. Their Amiibo, even if you just like collecting toys, <laughs> yeah. they're well-crafted they, models. Uh, like I have a Samus, uh, a Samus model in my house. I don't even use Amiibo, but I just have just it in my house. Amiibo. Yeah. But there's also functionality with it. Uh, you, you, can, you can play this in, in Smash Bros. You can play this in another game or what here, here, here. You have a Pokeball that can function as a, a joystick, right? But you also get this myst, myth, mythical you know, character the, the, in it. That's really it's, cool. It's not a bad thing, like you know. I mean, they're obviously yeah. trying to, uh, but it's just it's a thing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think that that controller is. I mean, if the controller sixty bucks, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's expensive. <laughs> like it's if it was cheap. if it was like thirty. I would consider it maybe, it's but it's, really it's pretty for, expensive for, for the limited amount of functionality you can yeah. get out of. Oh, you're right, I mean, and especially honest, if it's yeah. only just the, um, if it, like if it works with Pokemon Go, okay, quite, it kind of works thing. with both, and then it'll be a little bit better. Yeah, but at the moment, yeah. we're not quite sure. Mario Party. All right. Have I, I've never really played Mario Party that much. I didn't have a 64. I yeah. got it at a PS, a PlayStation, um, during that era. So. I'm looking forward to Mario Party. I'm looking forward to having friends over, like drunken, drunken games, <laughs> drunken gamers, yeah. drunken put, gaming, putting that, putting that switch at risk. I really like. <laughs> I really no. I I mean, I really enjoyed. Uh, I really liked the communal multiplayer aspect of the Switch. I've brought my Switch to a bar with friends, and we'll just get drunk and play Mario Kart together. And it's just, I like that aspect of of the system. So I'm curious. I yeah. don't. I don't know how it's going to play because Mario, Mario Party's. They've been hit or miss, like, ever since right. the 64. Uh-huh. They've been kind of, ah, this was okay, yeah, this one's, eh, it's okay. But people are still into it, though. Yeah. yeah. People, people it, it's, still like those kind of games. It's really... Like, they it's, want it to win. They, yeah. yeah. They want it they to be want good. those types of games to be good because, again, it's it's all about the... It's about that interactive experience from being able to take what you're doing right in your mm-hmm. living room or wherever you might be and being able to get everybody to join in on it, right? Because, again, you know, you've seen the demise of the split screen, yeah. right? The split screen... Uh, games almost they just don't exist anymore. Right. So this is something that people still, you know, they still hold out with that experience where you can still have four people playing on one screen. Exactly. Yeah. Another note on diversity. I saw in the trailer they had a black couple playing that game and yeah. and Asian yes, couple. Yes, actually, that, that was did, really yeah, cool. That, that, that was, was really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah the, um, the couple out at um, playing outside in like the woods or whatever. Right. Like, you know, yeah, I like that. That was nice. That was really cool. Um, not big on fire. I don't know if you guys. We really care about Fire Emblem a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not let's talk about that too much. Fortnite. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I downloaded Fortnite uh, pretty much the day after E3. Battle Royales. Haven't played it. I, I actually went to <laughs> Japan uh, this weekend. Yeah. So I didn't really get a chance to play it too much uh, at all, actually. So I'll have more thoughts on that maybe a different time. I'm, gonna I'm say, excited to play. I'm going to say that, that, that Fortnite 
became kind of an instant smash success. And I think a lot of that had to really do with PUBG. It did. Mm. Um, PUBG really, really kind of jump started, uh, you know, that the the the, the whole battle royale and the thing, whole yeah. ba- battle royale um, movement. Because again, you know, PUBG player known, you know, had been known, you know, for a, a long time in the you know the wider PC gaming community for a lot of the work that he had done as a modder. Yeah. Right? And he started off with H1Z1 as well yep. before he came across and you know left and came across the PUBG. Right, and again, you know. When you're when you're talking about those types of games, I will say that I'm 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 quite happy to see the you know the move over to a lot more of the platforms with you know the battle royale type games mm. because it, it, it really kind of goes to show that you know you don't necessarily have to have a huge story yeah. line to have a very good game right yeah. you can really have something that's an all out battle royale where you get your mates together and then you guys just go at it with other teams right. Um, you said mates. I will say, yeah, I did. <laughs> sorry, um, not sorry, but <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I, I think that as far as the Switch goes, I would like to see how that how, how it plays on Switch. Yeah, I mean, I'll, like uh, I'll probably yeah, check I'll it out like this, see that this week. Yeah, I mean, I bought it. I got it on mobile. Yeah, <sighs> playing games like this on mobile, I just a nightmare. I can't do it. And they've even got PUBG out on mobile too. I can't especially do it. Um, and in Korea, they're really trying to you know oh, upsell yeah. the turn. I'm just like, this is terrible. I can't do it because <clears throat> mobile gaming here, um, just for our listeners, is in in Korea. It is you know a multi multi billion dollar business out here. Yeah, this um, is where where yeah, it lives. This it's is just... where it lives, and you know when you see a lot of these games like uh, you know PUBG Battle Royale. Um, even Titanfall. Mm. Titanfall has a uh, a mobile iteration. Are you serious? Oh yeah, yeah, they do, and it's and it's actually very popular here in Korea. Wow. Um, I, I I can't do it, man. I I I have tried to yeah. to get into you know the you know hack and slash uh, playability of games, and it just makes me want to beat myself to death after about fifteen minutes. I I can't really get into it, but uh, it but they sell really well here in the Asia Pacific. Okay, Ryan down here. Let's go through just a few more games. Uh, first, Killer Queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, big arcade game. I'm not quite sure what this game is, to be honest. <laughs> um, but everyone who has played it speaks nothing but amazing things about it. It's yeah. apparently a. Is it five on five or uh, it's a it's, it's a multiplayer game. You yeah. have two, arcade. Consoles. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. So it's a five-on-five team game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, It's a 2D... It's a side-scroller, right? uh, I don't say side-scroller. Yeah. It's... I mean, you're trying to to kill each other, from what I understand. I don't know the exact goal or the game the gameplay mechanics but just having five on five is pretty cool i mean i love splatoon i'm obsessed with splatoon yeah too um skywatch you play a little bit yeah it's once. it's man that game is addictive but yeah. having this killer queen game a, a kind of a more retro game with like kind of new mechanics sounds pretty interesting i mean i want to see more of it i'm probably going to after this podcast go home and watch some videos and just kind of watch look Check at what this is more, yeah because yeah. it says it's debuting on the switch mm. so i'm guessing it's going to come out on the other systems eventually wow. so it's okay. kind of like one of the first timed exclusives for nintendo right now there's a side scroller called hollow knight i really i really liked right that looked nice. i actually downloaded it uh the next day i uh, it's really fun the hand-drawn animation is really really nice uh, yeah. i haven't gotten too deep i played maybe like an hour 
So, but it's, it's really good and cheap, like 15 bucks. Oh, wow. Cheap. That's nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Octopath Traveler. Horrible name. But it really was a bad. Name. It looks that's terrible. It looks pretty cool. It did. Um, we're looking forward to that game, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. You know, that's not, not, a, I, Dragon I mean, Ball. The, Dra- the Dragon Ball Z games are difficult. Yeah. Xenoverse Two did really well. It did. It did. It did um, quite quite well. Actually. It did really well. The Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Again, it was middle of the road. It really was. Like it they was tr- real middle of the road. They tried to do like the Street Fighter versus Marvel Capcom yep. type thing. They didn't do it badly. Um, there is a, a small, you know, esports scene growing mm. around it. I don't think it's going to get much more than that. And so, seeing another fighter game, you know, come out from the Dragon Ball franchise, I'm just a little you bit. You guys are the first I've heard who have said that this game is not that great. I've only read good reviews. I will say... I'm not saying it's not great. I, I don't want to say that it's not great. What I will say is that, um, you know, what you have is, is that you've got games, and again, you know, Nintendo had, you know, with the with when it comes to the inter... the very, very intimate relationship that, that Capcom and Nintendo, you know, developed over the years when it comes to you know, featuring each other's characters in different franchises, things like that. It, it became to the point where it was, you know, it was so good, yeah. you know, when you had like, you know, for example, like, you know, let me go to Marvel versus Capcom, for example, right? I mean, those games were just so much fun to play, yeah, right? That you got spoiled, you know, and, and as a gamer that was really attached, I was really attached to those yeah, games. I, I, love, those I, games. I love, yeah. just absolutely in love with those games. I expect, you know, you really kind of get to this point where you expect, okay, it can, it's only going to have to be this good that's a magic yeah okay yeah actually okay. i mean speaking of dragon ball like the dragon ball z franchise as well actually the other game that we didn't mention jump was, force is jump force jump force yeah. which i'm also i'm interested for because there's been you know in the anime world there has been quite a few crossovers between those three characters sure yeah. there's been like special one-offs and whatever and sure you know haven't like it'd be nice to see a flush, you know, more fleshed out game. Yeah. With, yeah. With our, you know, with the, with the three big ones. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And they're going to add in what the guy from, uh, or the Death Note. The Death Note guy. Note. So it's basically, so. it's going to be most of the Shonen. So you'll, yeah. probably, you'll expect to see probably Bleach and, Bleach. Yeah. you know, a few others. Like, I want you know, Kenshin and yeah. Yu Hakusho. That's Yuhaku. what I Maybe. want. Maybe. Like, yeah. I, I want to be, I want to put a pass and to see some of those other as, ones. I want to play as Hiei. Yeah. Maybe they might even bring in some new ones. Maybe even My Hero Academia. That sure. would be cool. That would be dope. That would be really cool. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, finally, Smash Brothers. Yeah, Smash guys, Brothers. man, who's I mean, not who's not in in that game? Right, who's, and who's not in that? Game? Okay, let me let me go through that. Well, everybody, let's that go game. through this really first. First, it looks beautiful. It you know everyone was very afraid that it was just going to be a port of the Wii U game, right. but they, they've actually shown that this is. A, different i mean it looks like they built it like they're still using style. probably wii u assets yeah well, but yes, they do. it looks different um mm. of course we've got new characters we've got inkling yeah mm-hmm. looks really interesting i watched some gameplay footage of how he and she works you can choose yeah, boy, yeah. Boy, boy or girl right um also we have ridley that yeah, came yes. out of no that, i mean that man. was that was that was incredible that was like what man just just the reveal you got 
I didn't know what was coming, honestly. I mean, you, you saw Samus walking, you had yeah. Me- Mega Man and Mario, Mega and then, Man, then you yeah. see Mega Man get impaled by by the tail, and you're yeah. like, wow, are you serious? And then it shows up. Man, it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really excited to play that game and play as that character. Play as everyone, man. Because I, yeah. I didn't yeah. play the Wii U game. I mean, I played it once at a friend's house. I didn't own a Wii U because I was, you know, very, you know, worried about that game, uh, about <laughs> that system. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to play as everyone. I mean, Cloud, um, yeah. Ryu, Bayonetta. I Bayonetta. mean, all these. It's it's yeah. this is it's 65 characters. Yeah. So yeah, you start off with the base, the base characters, and then right. like apparently the as you, I said, like the system to unlock them. Yeah, you'll be. It's progressive and smart progressive. Like, I'm very not, curious right. if they would choose to randomize your eight for. Just you just log on like, hey, it's my system. Maybe your eight are different from my eight. So this is that's actually another interesting thing too because I was just reading an article today. Um, they are looking at making this esports. Of course, oh, I sure. mean um, they're they're looking sure. to make you know, this like to make be like, the melee killer. Yeah, because yeah. so melee is still considered the the number one. Yeah. So they're making yeah they want to make they want this to be not just esports viable, but you know they're going to put pump. A lot of backing behind it. Yeah. Well, all the gameplay as they should. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how much you all play. Yeah. The game, but they've made some gameplay changes that are very interesting. The the perfect shielding, where you can mm-hmm. kind of catch someone slipping and kind of counter. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that counter was only reserved for a few characters like Marth and Roy, mm-hmm. Ike, but now you can do it. With everybody. Every, everyone. And I mean, that's, that's right. that'll be some of the things that'll be coming through <clears> because obviously, if they do want to make it esports, they're going to make. To a degree, yeah. every character viable. They yes. have to, and that's yeah. going to be and that's going to be a real challenge for them too. Is to have you know sixty four characters. That's insane. Having each one of them viable in an esports you know environment. It's crazy. I mean, it's, a lot of folks are upset that Waluigi didn't get in here. Eh, whatever. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, but but to balance all those characters sounds crazy. Um, I, I mean, was a little. You can get these nuts as far yeah. as I'm concerned. <laughs> I was I was a little <laughs> I was a little surprised given how Ubisoft had Star Fox and Starlink, how they didn't have Rayman, Rayman in the game. Yeah. I, yeah. It seemed almost uh, like a a no brainer because yeah. they've been pushing the rabbits game. Yep. Yep. I mean, Rayman Legends has been on the Wii U and the Switch. Yeah, for I some mean, time. it just seems like a no-brainer to do. Or have Sam Fisher fight Snake. I don't know. It, you know, I really do feel like, to, to piggyback on what Blaze was saying, I really do feel like they would be they would be sitting on a, a, on a goldmine opportunity to really make this extremely extremely conducive to really hot competition, really yeah. hot co- competitive uh uh, action if they randomized if they randomized like your base eight when you log on to to me I think that would be just awesome that'd be really cool that'd be really cool actually because I mean if you look at the way esports competitions are at the moment yeah you know Overwatch you got like 25, 26 characters mm-hmm. you know you pick them based on class whatever it is um, League of Legends is the same yeah, you know same. But except you got one hundred and forty you know odd characters and you can veto which ones can and can't be used right. Um, you know, then you go back to like the other traditional ones like CSGO, you know, Halo, yeah. whatever it is. Like, you know, you got, you don't have like that choice anymore. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how Smash wants to do it because if you compare it to other like beat em up, fight em games, yeah. you know, you still have that choice. Like, you know, Street Fighter, you know, and Tekken still have, you know, pretty big followings in the world tournaments. Yeah. But, you know, it's character choice, but you've still got. It's very character <clears throat> choice intense. You still got that yeah. X, you know, your character amount is still not, nowhere near. The amount, you know, that... Not even close. This is going to be. This is like three, four times the amount. Yeah. 
for a beat-em-up game. So it's going to be interesting to see how they manage to balance that out. December 7th is the release date. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Not far at all. All right. So let's wrap things up. Uh, I just want to get quick. What was your game of show? And what was your favorite conference? Mm. You you don't don't have to talk too deeply, but just, you know. Game of show. Uh, You know... I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with between if I had to pick between two, I would probably still say The Last of Us Two is still a game of show. Um, just you know how how beautiful the, the game looks, how immersive the storyline still is. Mm. Um, and again, you know, looking at how they're really doing a lot of character development and, and bringing in, you know, they're in a community now mm. and you know, what's the dynamic going to be like, you know, Ellie's come of age now. Right. Um, you know, there's so many things that were going on just in the trailer. I'm going to have to say that that was the game of show. As far as best conference is concerned, even without bias, I will say that the, that, that it, it's a very close toss up between, uh, Sony and Microsoft. Microsoft was really great because they had so many great looking titles that they previewed Sony's was really great because they had a, a very, very concentrated center of just, what you know, we're doing hot here. buttered sexiness. Hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I, I would probably have to say it's a tie between the two because I, I really enjoyed both of those just so much because a lot of those titles mean a lot to me and I'm, I'm really into those titles. So I, I would say that those, that would be it. But you know, last of us just looks so good. I, I still have to give that one game a show. I mean, I'm the, I'm the same as well. Like, I can't really, because last, like, I want to say Halo, because obviously I'm a Halo fanboy. Yeah. But it was a teaser, and so I can't really, you know, classify that as a mm-hmm. game yet. So I'd have to give it to Last of Us. I mean, just from what they brought to the table, from what they've had beforehand. Yeah. It just looks amazing, and I can see myself just buying a PlayStation Four just, just to play for that. just for that. Yeah. Um, for the conference though. It's for me. It's a toss up between uh, Microsoft and Ubisoft. Like yeah. I really enjoyed Ubisoft's concert uh, conferences. The way you know they really just keep things interesting. And I mean the start, like you know, loving music, love just the whole the whole band coming through <laughs> the start. Yeah, it was crazy. Playing some like you know, playing some like crazy tracks, like you know that you didn't quite think of, and you're like, oh god, I love that song. Yeah, you know that that was just was an enjoyment factor. But you know, Microsoft obviously they came with a the fire. They brought a lot to the table. Not to say the other ones weren't too far off. Um, my biggest disappointment, though, I do have to say this, was nothing on Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. yeah. Shinmu 3. Shinmu yeah, 3 did come out, but I'm still, you know, for Final Fantasy VII, that's, that's one of my... That game is a big place in my heart for that game. Yeah. Um, if we're going to go into disappointments, I'll go into my, my, um, my favorites, too. Um, Metroid. Metroid is... Uh, and that's that's another big franchise that's been missing. Metroid's as well. a wallpaper yeah. on my time. phone. Metroid, I got Samus uh, on my laptop. I mean, it's my favorite game franchise. And they teased a, a title last year, and yeah. then no, nothing this year. And then nothing this year. And I feel year. like they would have. I would have at least appreciated a another you know CGI trailer and a release date would have been cool. Like that's next something. second quarter or spring 2019, which is probably when it's going to come out. Yeah. You know, just just give me something. It's just strange that they haven't really that on the table yet yeah put something from that i mean it's one of those franchises i mean i figure star fox and metro will come out next year yeah. which would be great i'm sure they're gonna mm-hmm. be great but i just want 
Just give me something. It's fine. Nintendo just has been taste, Daddy, just, just a taste. taste. <laughs> Nintendo has been pretty consistent about their directs being about games you're playing yeah. this year. Yeah. So I mean that they had a good dedicated part to Smash, and I was not upset about it. So yeah, my game of show is Last of Us Two. I think second to that would be Smash, just because I'm a, just up. The way that you are a fanboy <laughs> for Halo, Smash, just having them all together is amazing. And conference, uh, also Ubisoft. I had so much fun with Ubisoft. I mean, I love Nintendo. Obviously, I love Sony. But yeah. I think just the smiles on my face and the the jaw drops, the just my interest. Like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Just did it for me. It just felt like an interesting conference. It yeah. felt Absolutely. fun. It was. I, I I would say that this is, I you know, the, the past E3s have been good. They, they were... You know, you got what you, you expected to yeah, get. Yeah, there was nothing much else. There. Right. This one definitely had a, a certain a, a certain change to the fanfare that surrounded it. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you are seeing a, a full immersion when it comes to how quickly and how diverse the, the, the gaming community mm-hmm. worldwide has expanded. Um, the amount of people that are, you know, even going in and just marketing for dedicated servers for console games by themselves um i think if i would wrap up on the only disappointment that i had um i would say that i I was expecting maybe at least a whisper about something about titanfall 3 Mm. um titanfall 3 is is really really highly anticipated by the titanfall community and a lot of that has to do with the fact that you know titanfall 2 did so much to expand because from titanfall when titanfall 1 was more of a proof of concept for the game the game yeah, it really was it really was because it was just it was so short and it was all it was only online there was no campaign yeah titanfall 2 came along and really upped the ante and it really bought so much more to the table and it really bought people fully into you know the 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 whole mythology behind it but it still didn't develop as far as people wanted it to mm. you see um, i'm just a little bit worried about titanfall 3 yeah if it's going to fall into the same ea trap mm is kind of you know that's again uh, i think time is going to tell yeah i think time is going to tell um but you know to wrap up with my final thought man I, i'd say e3 this year was a smash i think that this might have been the best e3 that that they've done yet in my opinion just because hmm. of how much fun it was it's been like from previous e3s like the one thing i did notice about this e3 compared to previous years was the amount of stuff that didn't get released beforehand yeah like a lot of, especially over the last couple of years, like, and this is something that's, you know, not just within video games, but within movies, you know, and other, you know, so content like that as well, mm-hmm. is all the pre-stuff that's been, that gets given out. Yeah. You know, like whether it's like the trailers are revealed too much, you, or, you know, or, or just, pre or, or, or pre-play betas. Yeah, yeah. You know, all this kind of stuff is like, yeah, it's like, oh, you know, you already know this is coming through. There's no surprises anymore. Yeah. You know, people are always trying to spoil stuff. And what I felt like this E3 was the surprises. Yeah. Yeah. You actually got stuff that you did not expect was coming. And yeah. I think the fans want that. You know, and I certainly do want that. I want my surprise, God damn it. <laughs> I don't want that shit to be spoiled beforehand. I don't want these little mini teasers. I want my surprise. Yeah. Give me my Thanos at the end of the movie. Thank you. <laughs> right. Cool. Bring Wolverine on. Another disappointment I forgot to mention along with Metroid is uh, Yoshi. Mm. Yoshi had a kind of big presence last last year. They showed some pretty cool demos of that. And right. I was kind of... Supposed to come out this year, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure they'll have another direct about it, but mm-hmm. I kind of want to see more of that game. It looks beautiful. Oh, it looks they're probably really trying fun. to trying to keep that in the back pocket because you know this you know the Super Smash Brothers. This is like um, the big ten. I mean, it's, one, yeah. It's, yeah. it's big. All right. 
Well, that concludes episode two of Blurred Up. I want to thank my uh, my guy Sky and Blaze. Um, if you want to find Blurred Up, we're on Twitter at B L E R D U. Sky, do you want people to find you? Yeah, you can come find me. Um, just depending on who you are, which I'm sure that everybody probably is following me just because the current political climate deems it be that way. But you guys can check me out. You can uh, find me on uh, Twitter. My hash, my my uh, my Twitter handle is hrpaperstacks. Sure, you can find me there. Uh, also, you can also check uh, check me out. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel called Digital Soju TV. Oh, yeah. Go check that out. That's, yeah, go check us out. There. We've got uh, got lots of new content coming up uh, and uh, stuff that'll entertain. Let you guys know what, what goes on here in Korea when it comes to nightlife, cuisine, and all that other good stuff. So check us out and uh, give us a follow. Um, if you want to, you can find me basically on all social media under the tag AKA DJ Blaze. Yay, yay. And that's on, that's on everything. I managed to actually lock that down on all the social media. That's right. It's cool. trademarked. So it's trademarked, that shit. So <laughs> nice. just go put AKA DJ Blaze and it would come up on whatever social media you want to follow me on. Great. All right, y'all. Well, thank you all for listening. And as always, be you. <laughs>